When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and hoax debunker. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff No, it won't be tough, gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 Today in 1933, Hugh Gray took a photograph Okay, it was a little more complicated than that Mr. Gray took the first photograph of what was supposedly the Loch Ness Monster Was it the monster or not? Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, so let's reverse The legend of the Loch Ness Monster goes back over a thousand years. It's supposedly a giant marine creature with fins and a long neck that lives in Loch Ness, Scotland. Rumors of the monster began with stone carvings of a monster with flippers by the Pict, the ancient people of northeastern Scotland. The name Pict refers to their custom of body painting and tattoos. The Pict carved stones all over Loch Ness with pictures of animals from the region, Everything was recognizable as modern animals except for the monster with flippers. Some scholars compared the drawings to a swimming elephant, and legends talk of it as a water horse that lured children to the lake on its back and then brought them to the bottom of the sea to drown. Written accounts of Loch Ness begin in 565 AD, where the monster supposedly bit a swimmer and was going on to attack another when St. Columba, the man who brought Christianity to Scotland, intervened and yelled at the beast to go back with all speed, a command which it obeyed, saving the swimmers. Over the next few centuries, the monster was sighted on and off, though the Columba story remained the most well-known. Now, let's fast forward to 1933. A road to Lake Loch Ness had just been completed, so the lake was finally more accessible to both townspeople and passerby. A man named George Spicer went for a drive through the Scottish Highlands with his wife. They then saw a large creature, with no limbs and a long neck, pass their car and disappear into the lake. Their reports don't mention how the creature with no limbs was able to walk. A motorcyclist sped by a few weeks later and said that he noticed a similar creature, this time with four fins and the same trademark long neck. More visitors began to flock to the lake to try and catch a glimpse of the monster. Then, on November 12th, Hugh Gray came to town. He saw a large creature rise out of the water in the lake and took some photographs. Though only one of the photographs contained evidence of what could possibly be the monster, the picture was gray and grainy, but it did appear to contain a creature with a long neck, just like the earlier sightings of the monster. Today, the photo wouldn't look like much compared to the advanced digital photography we're used to, but at the time, it seemed like absolute proof of the monster's existence. Still, there were critics who thought that the photograph was of a dog with a stick in its mouth. The photo was later published in the Daily Express. The next April, another newspaper, the Daily Mail, published another photo of the monster, taken by another man, a doctor named Robert Kenneth Wilson. It became known as a surgeon's photograph. 
This photograph depicted the now infamous long neck of Nessie sticking out of the water. Both photographs inspired decades of debate over the veracity of both the photos and the monster itself, as well as thousands of visitors to the lake. In 1984, an article published in the British Journal of Photography called the Loch Ness Photo into question. Stuart Campbell analyzed the surgeon's photographs and found that in an original print, the scale of the photo seemed a lot more like the monster was a seabird or an otter, not a giant prehistoric creature. Ten years later, another man came forward, settling the matter once and for all. Christopher Sperling admitted that he'd helped stage the photograph by creating a model of the monster's neck and placing it on a toy submarine to help his stepfather, who'd been hired by the Daily Mail to assist in the uncovering of the monster. Robert Kenneth Wilson had been in on the trick. They selected him to take the photograph because they thought people would take a surgeon seriously. Despite the debunked nature of the photographs, Loch Ness still operates a thriving tourist business around the supposed monster. If you ever find yourself in Scotland, you can now go on boating trips designed around possibly sighting the monster or visit the Loch Ness Center. There's even a family adventure theme park called Nessieland. Let's switch gears to our music fact, though. From a monster to a rapper who raps about being a monster. Today, in 1996, Eminem released his first album, Infinite. But he wasn't the world-famous sensation we know him to be today, so he had to hustle to get his album out in the world. Eminem sold copies of the record on cassette and vinyl from the trunk of his car. To this day, the only song available on streaming services is the title track, Infinite. Everything else is only on the original tapes or bootlegs. Eminem has said in interviews that he thinks the album only sold around 70 copies, though friends and colleagues claim it was at least a few hundred. The lack of success inspired Eminem to create his alter ego, Slim Shady, which of course helped catapult him to fame with the release of The Real Slim Shady. So things did end up working out on the end. Today, Eminem is one of the most successful rappers of all time. His albums have sold 100 million copies worldwide and his net worth is estimated at 210 million dollars. On the topic of releasing debut projects, today we have a special guest, Milo, who walks us through all the crazy emotions that came along with finally putting his music into the world. Hey, what's up? It's Milo. And November 12, 2017 was a really special night for me. Um, This is because it was the first time that I released my own music. I had been listening to a lot of folk music at the time and I spent the last couple of years just gathering voice memos in my phone, and I just decided to turn them into actual songs. I spent all that summer and into the fall just working on it almost every day, and I was still making tweaks up until the day I decided to, to release them. And I was sitting at my dad's computer working on these songs, and it was like 10 p.m., and I just decided that I was done and my hands were literally shaking as I was uploading it to SoundCloud, but it didn't feel completely real until I uploaded it to Instagram. When I put it out, my friends were so supportive and egged me on to play more shows and make more music, and I've been going ever since. And now for our final segment of the day, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on November 12th in my life. I can assure you I have never spotted the Loch Ness Monster on the 12th of November. Oh my goodness. I have a photo of my SoundCloud page on November 12th, 2016. I, I have details. Let's let's read out what is currently on the page. What I chose and decided would be, um, you know, worthwhile to share. 
I had just released an English cover of Come Back Home, which is a song by 21, the K-pop band. Um, I had my username, MXMTune, a photo of myself. My wallpaper in the background was Spirited Away. I had 146 followers. I had Ni Hao written in my <laughs> bio of my SoundCloud, and it says, I just love music a lot. If you would like to remix or use one of my songs, feel free to message me. I was following 54 people. My ratio was still skinny. In the last 24 hours in 2016, I'd gotten 171 plays and I had 15,000 plays in total. Now let's go to my Spotify and let's see what my stats are today currently and see how much has changed over the last four years. Where are you? Ah, here you are. Spotify for artists. So this isn't SoundCloud, but um, I have currently 3,472 people listening to me at this very moment, um, which is a far more than people <laughs> who had listened to me in the last 24 hours or followed me at all in 2016. In the last 24 hours, um, I have received over, <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't do the math, but between my top two songs, Falling For You and Prom Dress, I've gotten over half a million streams. So I've gotten 500,000 streams within the last hour. That is crazy. In 2016, I got a hundred listens per day and now I'm doing like <laughs> half a million. <laughs> that feels wrong, but I'm so appreciative of everybody that takes the time to listen to my music. It's truly, it's so unreal the amount of growth and amount of opportunity I've been given within the last four years of my life and being only 20. So thank you so much. But that's all for today. Thank you for listening and remember to listen tomorrow and through all of November and maybe even the rest of the year. If you please, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. Hope you liked today's episode and I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough.